1: Welcome back to another edition of the Baltimore Beatdown Podcast. It is Monday, September 9th, and that was fun.
0: That was easy. Click Staples button. That was easy. That was easy.
1: Yep, pretty much. My name is Jake Luke. I'm one of your hosts. I am joined by my other co-host, a very jubilant Spencer Schultz on the other line. How you doing, man?
0: Giggles, teehee, ha ha. I am jubilant, I'm excited, I'm ecstatic, that was a great, great, great victory, it tastes good, it feels good, looked good the whole nine yards, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good dude, it was a uh, little bit of a long day, I woke up at a house in Eldersburg in which there was a high school party going on in the basement around 7am, um, made my way home after my friend drove me back, so a little bit of a weird start to the day, got a little bit of a nap in uh, prior to the game starting. Um, that would be the game in which the Baltimore Ravens went to go play the Miami Dolphins and summarily took care of business with a 59 to 10 victory.
0: 59
1: to 10. Yep. So it was, uh, it was a good one for sure. Uh, our boy LJ was out there dropping dimes all over the place, destroying the narrative as he walked, uh, all over the field with the swagger of a, uh, touchdown throwing god um so yeah it, it, it was very fun saw a lot of guys get into the mix a couple rookies uh eric DaCosta made his impact felt with uh, all of his new signings and draft picks making impact all over the field so uh, it was a good day all around to be a baltimore ravens fan or anyone affiliated with them on any level
0: i motion to promote september 8th moving forward as eric da costa day It should be renowned as Earl Thomas's first drive resulted in an interception. Mark Ingram's first carry was a 50-yard, good-morning football, absolutely positive, angry run. Hollywood Brown, I'm not even going to say what he did. Miles Boykin gave the old 1-2, crossing behind his defender in the end zone. His first career catch was a touchdown, and the Ravens were stellar and of course overreaction monday is going to be two ways that the ravens played a tanking miami dolphins and we'll see what happens next week when they play a real team that just tied the detroit lions and also that the ravens are winning the super bowl so those are going to go one way and the other i'm here for it i'm excited
1: (laughs) yeah man a lot of takes flying out uh going in both directions um I guess we'll definitely get into that when we start talking about the game a little bit more in depth, but uh, it was a big time narrative day, especially for Ravens fans who have been defending Lamar for the past couple of months, and um, then the people who they were defending them against, of course, started to move the goalposts because of the opponent and their lack of uh, quality. So yeah, a weird day on Twitter, because you kind of, of course, just saw whatever narrative you wanted to see, which is a big problem with sports fans and just people in general, but uh, here we are. Uh, fresh off of a win in which the team took care of victory or took care of business against a team they were supposed to supposed to beat. And they did it in style. They, you know, did what they had to do. And uh, they're 1-0 heading back to Baltimore to take on the Cardinals, who we were just uh, pull back the curtain here, watching them tie against the Detroit Lions at home. So that was uh, an interesting one for sure.
0: It was a lot of fun. Kyler Murray versus Lamar Jackson. Air Raid versus take the air out of the football. Going to be a great matchup. We'll get into that one later this week, but we're going to start out with the good old mailbag, mailbag Monday on a Sunday bump it a bomb. Uh, the first one coming from one of our homies, Fitzroy Lucas. He asked thoughts on Matt Scura. He had some ugly snaps that were high. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was so over the moon at certain points that I was like missing a couple of snaps here and there. I've rewatched the first quarter so far I'm going to go rewatch watch it. I, once the All-22 comes out, I'm going to rewatch it probably three more times this week as I'm doing film breakdowns and stuff. Skurra played his tail off, man. Um, th- if there are a couple snaps that were high, I get it. That's that's not cool, but he looks thicker in the trunk. He's got some junk in the trunk, and he's using it. He was torquing through his hips. How do you think Skurra looked in the offensive line, Jake?
1: Yeah, well, you know what fits? Uh, by order of the PKF and blinders, uh, let's kill the pessimism here for at least 24 hours because the entire team played well. I obviously haven't really watched a ton of the tape just yet. I've been cutting together highlights and stuff and watching some of the other games, so I haven't gotten a chance to take a deep look. But, I mean, it seemed like he did all right to me just based on the cursory stuff that I got from watching the actual broadcast.
0: I saw him moving the needle continuously where in the run game last year and previously, Skura will engage and he'll keep a defender at the line of scrimmage. like That would be a win, would be him just standing his man up. I saw countless snaps him driving his man off the ball. Um, Bozeman was pulling better than I've ever seen him pull. He was, I mean, had fire under his booty.
1: That first Greg, block on the uh, Ingram run was filthy.
0: Yeah, he pulled from left guard, kicked out the end, and then there was a Mack truck hole run through. Um, probably could have fit Dalen Mack even through there. <laughs> and uh, Greg Roman, I think Greg Roman did a good job of not showing too much as the game got out of hand quickly, which is like such a luxury to be able to do against a lesser, a clearly lesser opponent, but also allowing his linemen to get in sync and together. And Bozeman was basically just initiated as the starting left guard and fared really well. So Roman caught a great game. There was a great balance, a lot of passing on first down in situations and then mixing the run in really well. So I liked what I saw from Scurro and the offensive line. Um, our girl, Angela Hester, just said, big team win. Offense was outstanding. Defense held Miami to 200 yards and made a bunch of special teams plays. Um, the one thing I saw in special teams I really liked was Cyrus Jones seems to have command like uh, older Roger Clemens of what's going on in front of him when he's returning punts. Like if the ball, if he's going to let the ball bounce, he was getting the hell out of the way running up and fire 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 get out of the way um he was directing traffic really well so i really like that any any thoughts on what angela said
1: well first of all what other podcasts are you going to get a cyrus jones roger clemens comparison
0: um maybe on the complete antithesis where it is just like roger clemens appreciation day and they love cyrus jones i don't know none zero
1: yeah okay fair enough um but, yeah, I, I liked what I saw from the special teams. Definitely you had them pouring it on with the fake a little bit there um, halfway through the game pretty much where Levine took uh, a little up-back up, uh, uh, up back, uh, snap and just ran right through uh, Miami's return unit. Uh, so that was good to see. Tucker really didn't have to do a ton. Well, he sort of did with the extra points because there were a few tucks down scored today. But, <laughs> yeah, Cook didn't humble get a ton brag, of work. Humble brag. Yeah, humble brag there. Cook didn't see the field a ton, which is good. Um, but, yeah, good, good day overall. Um I liked the hustle by Bethel to recover that fumble. Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah, good day, but good day for the uh the, the teams units out there.
0: Next one's coming from Alex, I don't have a wooden nose Spinocchio. Um he said, On a scale of one to ten, Jake, how great does it feel to laugh in all of the Lamar haters' faces after this dub?
1: Uh for me. I'd say it's probably like an eight. It was a ton of fun um, today. As much as we kind of would would get a little bit frustrated with them saying like, oh, look who they're playing. There's some truth to it. I mean, this is a team that is actively tanking, that is actively trying not to win games. But I mean, they're secondary. They've got some legit guys back there, to be fair. But yeah, it was a ton of fun today. Um, Moving forward, I think he still has a lot to prove. Uh, He's going to have to keep putting on the uh, you know big time performances here early in the season with a couple of tough stretches that they're going to have to get through um but just you know as far as it being opening day all off season we've been defending this guy uh it helped that the browns you know laid a big old dump uh at home against the titans and baker Mayfield looked terrible <laughs> because that's where a lot of the that's where a lot of the hate was coming from was cleveland let's be real um but, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt really good. Let's hope he keeps it rolling moving forward and uh, just move forward from here. They took care of business against the team that they were supposed to beat. So, yeah, the fact that he did it in such fashion is a ton of fun. But let's keep our eyes forward and eyes on the prize.
0: Well said. Moving forward, Baltimore Central, which is a Ravens Instagram page they do some fun work on there, um, said Ravens win 59-10, to Browns lose 43-13, to Lamar plays light years better than Baker. Great day. Pretty much your sentiment that you just said a little bit more eloquently, but that one was very simple.
1: Yeah, I was really eloquent with the dump in the pants comment there.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, the next one is our boy, uh, five-time gold glover, Adam Jones, 357. Should we expect Lamar to keep balling, or is this a fluke? I'm going to get more into this when we do our next episode, because I'm going to be able to study the tape and cite my sources and like really give you in-depth stuff. I put a little bit on... Snap or excuse me on Twitter today, Snapchat. Um, on Twitter day, Lamar. I'm not
1: really on Snapface or MyBook or any of that, so I wouldn't. Yeah, uh... I don't.
0: I'm I'm on MySpace. If you want to make my top eight, leave a five star review on this podcast.
1: Well, I, I hope I would be on it. I mean, jeez.
0: Uh, top twelve. I'll I'll expand it for you. All right. Um. So, Lamar is going to, in the beautiful words of Master Jake Luke, lay a big old dump at some point this season. That's the nature of the game. It happens. Baker Mayfield laid one today. I, like I've said, I'm gonna stand stand steadfast with my prediction. Lamar is gonna have a couple really poor performances, and a couple meaning two or one, so a couple or less. Um, but his mechanics, his bottom half was in sync with his top half. On the the ball fakes, the RPOs, the read options, he was in control. He was dictating. That ball was not gonna be put on the ground. No matter what, he was ultimately confident. So this is not a fluke. This is not a drill. It's basically really reminiscent of the strides that Lamar made between year one at Louisville and year two at Louisville where he won the Heisman. So I'm I'm expecting a stratospheric jump to continue that was displayed today. A lot of people's foots were put in their mouths today, and I loved it. <laughs> I, I just loved it.
1: Yeah, you know, you you would get a couple blowout or, you know, blow up games from Joe Flacco a year, you know, eight years ago, and they would win 12 games sometimes. So it's going to happen. You know, he's a young guy. He's, what, 22 right now? Um, So, yeah, this is kind of the high water mark of what you can expect to see. Five touchdowns, looked in command, looked like a professional quarterback that is physically capable of throwing the ball. I know it's shocking. Um, But, yeah, he just he looked Probably the ideal of what you're going to see this year. You're going to have a couple of blow-up games where maybe he costs them a game or two. But ultimately, I think he's still... we got to keep reminding ourselves that he's still learning. He's still growing. He's a young guy. This offense is being perfectly tailored around him. It looks exactly in unison today, exactly what they are envisioning. So like I said, this is kind of the ideal of what you're going to expect. Uh, it's not going to be perfect every single week. But I think what he proved today is that he belongs. He is a pro quarterback. He's a guy that's going to be able to stand back there and make the throws when he needs to. He's still got the athleticism to do some crazy things on the ground, but I think he proved today more than anything else that it wasn't just a fluke last season, that they went 6-1. and one. This guy is a driving force, and uh, I think he's going to be a good professional quarterback for the Ravens, which is pretty much all you can ask for for any team.
0: Just building off of what you just said, like, that it wasn't a fluke what happened last year, let's just say... Number one, as I said, people are going to say the Dolphins suck, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. Ball placement, accuracy, command, his eyes were downfield. It did not matter who was playing defense. The balls were accurate, well placed, and on time. Number two, building off of what you said, Jake, the offense from last year is in the Ravens' back pocket. If you can force them, if you can, let's say Lamar's a little funky. That offense is still there waiting for someone to test them. Absolutely. And are we going to see it against the Cardinals? Probably not a ton. Chiefs, probably not a ton. Then Browns, maybe the Browns get rolling by then. They have kind of a more formidable defense. That is still in their pocket. So don't forget, just because Lamar bought out today, that he can still beat you with his legs. Moving along. Next one, thoughts on Jimmy Smith's injury and a replacement at corner. Who should be the man? What do you got, Jake?
1: It looks like they were getting Averett in the mix a little bit there today, which I like. He's a second-year guy that you invested a fourth-rounder in. Um, I'd like to see him get some burn out there for sure. I think they're still good. I mean, you have Brandon Carr. You have um, Marlon Humphrey starting there anyway, so you're fine there. Um, They're getting a little bit thinner, but yeah, I'd I'd like to see Averett step up a little bit. Um, Maybe mix Cyrus Jones in there. It seems like he has some versatility, um, so maybe give him a shot. Deshaun Elliott, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of guys. It's not ideal to lose him I'm not sure how long he's going to be gone but yeah it's it's not terrible I mean it's definitely better than they were a couple of years ago because they've emphasized the secondary so much that it just feels like they have a plan in place for even two big injuries uh which we've had now with him and Tavon Young even two injuries you're you're fine you're not going to be you know the unit that you maybe thought you were going to be with all the all-pro guys there in place or pro bowl guys at least in place but yeah I think it's they're still set up okay
0: Everett looked great today. He was attacking, he was fighting to jar the ball out, he was tackling well. Um, so I'm happy with that. Jimmy, my prediction for the injury what I saw and number one, I am a Jimmy Smith apologist. Don't come at me with Jimmy Smith always gets hurt. It's if if you want to piss me off, do.
1: This is a freak injury. It's not like a nagging if, thing.
0: I wouldn't call it a freak, but it was just like what do you want him to do with it?
1: Well, I mean freak in the sense that it's just like yeah. a thing where it just kind of happens. It's it not like
0: a durability
1: thing. Right, yeah
0: like he got rolled up on it happens like happens in the nba happens in the nfl happens at any sport you're someone falls on you you get rolled up whatever i think he'll be back like three weeks four weeks is probably a knee sprain high ankle sprain some combination of the two whatever um so i think the ravens are still fine they're exotic averett is good he has a little bit of experience brandon carr is just going to take more snaps it just means brandon carr and marlon aren't coming off the field pretty much um next one before we get to our last one foreign will asks: is there a reason that the Ravens don't have team captains who do you know Jake who who went out to do the coin toss and handshake I can't remember
1: no I have no idea
0: someone tweeted us and tell us I can't recall off the top of my head um they haven't announced who they are I know that there's the council
1: yeah right they, the group of four or whatever guys and it is dude
0: on Jefferson Levine and uh who am I blanking on peanut
1: yeah most teams do that where they get like a younger guy a veteran and then maybe a much older guy and a couple more people they sprinkle in to kind of give everyone a voice and be able to go to the front office and hash things out
0: bold prediction if they announce captains Lamar Jackson will be one of them um it's I don't know if there's a reason but it is a little funky so that was a good point for him Will last one from underscore underscore john ass i don't know if that's jonas or john ass i'm gonna go john ass underscore
1: yeah that sounds probably like the logical conclusion of those two things jonas or john ass it's probably john ass right
0: j-o-n-a-s-s it's not it's either jonas or john ass so i'm going john ass here 10 10 out of 10 um o-line's performance today a one-time thing or is it going to be consistent all season Jake, take this one.
1: It's the same thing with Lamar. It's not going to be consistent all season, but you saw today that they can do it. Um, it kind of the, these types of arguments, like yeah, you're playing a high school team essentially, but these people, that, this is these are the same people that say like, oh, preseason doesn't matter. You don't get anything out of it. Like you still see the traits, you see the game tape, you see that what these guys physically can do. So it's not a thing where. Yeah, you go and you play a terrible team, so none of it matters. You saw that they have the traits. You saw that they can do this stuff. So it's not going to be the same against a much more elite opponent, but they can do it when they need to. And if it's you know a game where it's a little bit more even, maybe against a division rival, um, they've shown that they can do it. So to me, that's my answer. It's kind of somewhere in the middle again. I hate to keep being middleman here, but that's just kind of the way I see it.
0: Yeah, you're trying not to overreact in week one. While having some definite positivity, which is the most logical thing to do. So I'm on board. The best, thing, best words I heard were the very first ones you said in your response, which is that they can do it. They are capable of doing it. They're returning four out of five starters. And I might have said this before, but I am a broken record, as you guys are probably learning or have learned already. If you ask an offensive line coach at most levels, what is the most important thing an offensive line can have? It is continuity. Returning four out of five starters. Bozeman saw some snaps at left guard last year. Longer they play together, the better they're going to get. When they go play the Rams and Aaron Donald, he's probably going to be a freaking one-man wrecking crew. Geno Atkins, probably going to give him some trouble. It's just, you know, better competition. Got to step up. Plain and simple. So, But, yeah, that concludes the mailbag.
1: Edelman double pass just went for, like, 60 yards, and I have PTSD. Oh.
0: Oh God, who did it, who did he hit? I don't even have the game on. So
1: it was like Brady to him, then he threw it back across to like Michelle or somebody.
0: Good, I love Sony Michelle. Also, just like this, this ain't games. This is my life. Antonio Brown. I just saw, by the way, uh, Tom Brady said to AB, "Hey, you know, p- please come stay with Giselle and I, uh, or come stay with me and Giselle while you're getting acclimated." And the thought of like. Antonio Brown being such a good boy now and all happy like smiley like a dog that like finally is where it wants to be like a puppy that is, is where it, like is on the bed with its owners like with Giselle and Tom Brady and like drinking some red wine like eating salmon with no tomatoes so they don't get inflammation on the TB12 method is just tickling me in every possible way well, I don't I
1: mean he got, he got uh, he got Turtle to uh, warm up to him
0: he did he did She likes chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, uh yeah, turtle's a big giants guy. I actually just listened to Jerry ferrero on PMT. That
1: was a good reference. But
0: yeah, uh I'm pumped. By the way, I just going to drop in here. Antonio Brown's a genius. Like Drew Rosenhouse is a genius. Bill Belichick is He's
1: a ge- he's he's a dick though. Like can we just can we say that? He's a dick. He toyed with the Raiders and Raiders fans who have one off season
0: like he's a dick? Oh my god, he's a dick. Oh no, he's being a he's being mean to the Raiders. I don't care.
1: All right, well, I'm not going to root for him. He's an asshole. I'll root for Le'Veon Bell because that guy got his money, bet on himself, and he went out and did it. Antonio Brown is a... Antonio
0: Brown took a pay cut to get a ring. Anyway, whatever.
1: He's still a a douche. I don't don't care. Whatever. Whatever. I don't like toying with Raiders fans like that. They're good people. I'll just be the voice of the people here.
0: All right, I'll be the voice of the dicks.
1: Yeah, that's par for the course. But, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Quick break. We'll come back on the other side and start to talk through the game a little bit more in depth. Hand off to Ingram, and he's in for the touchdown. Well, he started out with a 50-yard
0: run, and he caps off the drive with a Baltimore touchdown. Great field possession, first and 10 from the Miami 47-yard line. Jackson over the middle, caught by Hollywood
1: Brown, see you later, Hollywood to the house!
0: Into the playoffs. And eight. Lamar Jackson looking end zone again.
1: And now we are about to hash out the game in a little bit more detail. We talked about a little bit of it, obviously, in the mailbag in the intro. But getting into it, we're going to talk a little game MVP, hand out some awards, talk our predictions. So uh, let me tee you up here.
0: Alrighty. So first we're going to do a little by the numbers, talk some instant stats. The first one is that Lamar Jackson posted a total QBR. That's the one that the highest possible grade is a 100.0. Of ninety
1: nine point four. Oh, that's lame. I'm gonna, give you a
0: little, I'm gonna give you a little Jeopardy. That was the best total Q- QBR in a game since what quarterback? I'll give you a hint. It was Week Six of 2014.
1: Who is Aaron Rodgers?
0: Who is Joseph Black <laughs> <laughs> Uh You're funny. It just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. Uh-huh. Tampa Bay Bucks when he threw six touchdowns. Um, Lamar Jackson, additionally, had more touchdown passes than incompletions. He had more – or er, Baker Mayfield had more interceptions than Lamar Jackson had incompletions. That was shade. Uh, Lamar Jackson was the first quarterback to have a perfect 158.3 quarterback rating or QB rating, different from QBR. Um, Hollywood Brown set the all-time record for receiving yards by a rookie receiver – in their first game. Uh, Very similar to when Torrey Smith had three catches for 121 yards and three touchdowns against the St. Louis Rams. That was actually his third game, though. That kind of reminded me of that. The Ravens allowed exactly 200 yards of defense, um, which should have them ranking very, very highly. The 59 points were a franchise record, which is wild and just blows my mind that they scored 59 points in week one. Uh, regardless of who it was against.
1: Um, then
0: we'll go over the six contributors that Eric DaCosta brought in and heavily invested in. That's the final stat in the, by the numbers for me, which is Mark Ingram, hundred yards and two touchdowns, 50 yard run to start the game, touchdown to start the first drive Earl Thomas followed up with an interception that led to another touchdown drive. Um, Hollywood Brown, as I said, four catches, 141 yards, and two touchdowns. Touchdown catches on his first two career NFL catches. And Miles Boykin, also a touchdown catch on his first career catch. And that was an awesome, awesome, awesome. That was my play of the day. Awesome job by Boykin. Crazy Lamar threw the ball the way he did. It Little Russell
1: action. Wilson uh, action there from Lamar.
0: Oh my God, great comparison. I didn't even think about that. Yes, very, very similar. Um, and Anthony Levine was the day on sunday today so far excluding the patriots and steelers whatever happens with that the 11th leading rusher with his 60 yard carry <laughs> on a fake punt up what was he was asked in the press conference um, you know how are you feeling and he was like i he was like what was the score
1: 35 to 3 or something like that
0: was it was it was it 35 to 3 i think and 35 3 like, yeah
1: cuz Catalan was saying like when you're up 28 points
0: yeah, he was like, wait, what was the score? Like, he didn't even know.
1: Oh, yeah, right.
0: Herb stomping the dolphins. Um, so, yeah, that was By the Numbers, brought to you by the human calculator, Spencer Schultz.
1: Did you just give yourself that nickname?
0: Uh Yeah, it's sick, right?
1: Yeah, pretty sick, dude. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Call me TI-84, because I type boobs on numbers on a calculator.
1: All right, so we're really killing this analysis so far, I think. Um,
0: I mean, I just ripped off some stats. Give me that.
1: No, you did, definitely, definitely. Um, What what do we want to get into? or Do we want to talk the new additions?
0: Um, New additions, yeah, let's talk. Uh, I mean, Seth Roberts didn't see any action until the third quarter. All of a sudden, he started exploding.
1: Yeah, he had a couple couple nice ones. Earl Thomas with the pick. Mark Ingram, you already mentioned all the uh, stuff that he did hollywood went freaking bananas boykin went bananas um who else did they sign bethel with the recovery um bethel
0: got the punt he looked really strong Treywick uh, was in Trawick. the mix yep Treywick had a couple nice plays i actually as i said i expect him to see some time and some dime linebacker and stuff if they get thin at linebacker for some reason not surprised if he's in there mixing it up
1: yep definitely um Sneed is an Aussie, but, the, yeah, I mean, he had a nice touchdown. But
0: got in there, I think, right? Yeah. Um, backups all got in there. So a ton of young guys got a little game experience, just like they did in Buffalo week one of last year. Um, it was really awesome watching Greg Roman go to work scheme-wise. The, the formations were not crazy. Like, when the Ravens went and got set and lined up, there wasn't a huge variation. They did not dive deeply into that. But the amount of motions – and who came in motion and what happened based off of the motions was wild. My favorite one that I've gotten to watch, like I said, I only watched like the first quarter so far down after Ingram had a couple nice runs and then Edwards had a nice run on the first possession. There was a play to justice Hill. It was that sweep left that toss left where the Ravens lined up and they, so they had 12 personnel, one back, which was justice Hill behind Lamar, two tight ends it was Nick Boyle in the slot, standing up to the left, then I believe Snead, maybe, it doesn't matter. And then Mark Andrews was on the right in the slot. There was a mirror, even formation, and then another receiver, I think Boykin on the right. So out of that, Nick Boyle, Oh, last year when they were ground and pounding, Nick Boyle was always coming in motion there. Nick Boyle very rarely lined up in the slot. Andrews typically will stay in the slot. He kind of split 50-50 between inline and slot. So if you're the Dolphins, you know, defense coordinator going, oh, okay, Nick Boyle's about to come in motion. They're about to run an iso running up the A gap, maybe the B gap, or a play action off of it, something. Nope. Mark Andrews starts sprinting, dead in motion across the formation, just flies out, goes in, freaking drives the cornerback 10 yards downfield. Nick Boyle just crashed in, kicked the defensive end out. Ronnie Stanley pulled. It was a GC pull, or excuse me, a TC pull, tackle center pull. So Stanley pulled, Skura pulled. They pulled and double teamed the outside linebacker that scraped over top. And Justice Hill was just untouched for like 12 yards, got down to like the five-yard line. Go rewatch that play. I, I posted it on the Baltimore Beatdown Instagram as well as my Twitter. It was a thing of beauty. I'm really excited for Greg Roman's offense. He has so many toys blocking-wise and in the passing game. I am can't wait to see how creative he gets when they play the Patriots and the Browns and the Steelers and the Texans and the supposedly good teams that they'll be facing.
1: On that note, is Greg Roman a uh, Eric DeCosta edition here?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a horrible Eric Dacosta edition. They promoted him.
1: Yeah, they made the move. I mean, they didn't have to. Marty was there. He had had a good second half of the season, and they, they made the decision to bump him up. And you just mentioned that little trickeration there. He had a good day, I think. So I think it's worth discussing.
0: And then David Culley, He was the yep. another new addition, so the route combinations were awesome. And I, I did not see one instance which a classic staple of me getting really angry on Sundays is when there's two or three receivers in general proximity of each other under Morninweg, where they were running a five yard out and then a 12 yard flood, which is like a 12 yard out and they were like the receivers were running them too closely. So it's possible for one defender to cover two receivers. None of that. The spacing was awesome. The routes were awesome. The timing was great. The RPOs were, heavily mixed in, and Lamar had three rushes for six yards, two of which were him like, I mean, his eyes were glued downfield. Two of them were just him like rolling out and not seeing anything, not seeing anything, then falling down. I think he had one designed run, right?
1: Yeah, and Boykin um, kind of coming back to the center of the play um, on his touchdown that he had, that's, I think, pretty good coaching too. He probably got picked up a little bit of that playing with Ian Book as well um oh yeah m- with a mobile oh, yeah. quarterback you got to be able to adjust so probably good coaching on Cully's part there good instinct by Boykin uh so yeah he's another one that you could throw in the mix as well
0: that was reminiscent to me of what John Brown did against the Bengals in Lamar's first start last year right before half where John Brown just sat down as Lamar was rolling right that's what you got to do with the mobile quarterback you put that really well um, the Ravens spent a ton of time in training camp, as we've told you guys, on red zone passing. That was a crazy major emphasis. Um, and we have two guys we haven't even mentioned today. Willie Sneed and Mark Andrews, who accounted for what, like 14 catches, 150 yards and two touchdowns.
1: Andrews had, uh, yeah, I think over 100 in a touchdown. I, I had him in fantasy, so he had like 25 points for me. It was sick. Um, and then Sneed, I obviously. DraftKings, yeah. Yeah, so he was, he was awesome today. Hurst even looked pretty good, I think. Had a couple Looks of great. catches underrated, yep. So all the whole tight end room was looking really nice out there.
0: Yeah, Boyle was laying blocks. I think he caught a pass early and maybe maybe two. We caught like a little out route and took it like seven yards. So he's ready to factor in. And this offense is going to be exciting, man. I mean, the, the Ravens said it. Lamar Jackson said it right before the season started. I guess Friday was like, I hope this is the most exciting offense Ravens fans have ever seen. And holy cow, it really was. I mean, Hollywood Brown... Have a day. Go crazy.
1: What man. was your reaction, just like pure emotionally, after his first and then his second touchdown?
0: Should I go grab my girlfriend who's sitting in the living room while I'm recording and have her tell, or should I just say it? I'll just say
1: it. You can do, do it either way. I don't care.
0: ripped my Lamar Jackson jersey off, spiked it on the ground, and then probably flexed and yelled, let's go. And I think I picked her up.
1: Awesome. Yeah, for me yeah, it was – uh,
0: She was also – she was also—sorry, oh, I'm going to cut you off. She was also really pumped. She's a huge Redskins fan. They were, like, simultaneously scoring, and we were like, yeah, Redskins and Ravens, baby, DMV football, and then the Redskins got smoked in the second half and lost. Yeah, sorry, they looked go good
1: in the first half there. Keenum was slinging around, but, yeah, I was probably a similar reaction. Um, I was having a good day, man. I was a, I've been a Lamar guy <laughs> since day one. I bought his jersey before, I think, like, immediately after they drafted him um so yeah i've this was a fun one for me and the first hollywood touchdown was amazing i thought it was going to get called back so i don't know if my reaction was yeah i don't know if my reaction was like 100 on that one but the second one was such a thing of beauty he had jackson standing back there for like five straight seconds and things just ripping one loose and he's doing that thing that he did at oklahoma where he catches the ball and he's like changing direction to get away from the guy who's on him so that it was a, a ton of fun to watch
0: it was really fun. Yeah, Hollywood, uh, that's like a classic sign of someone who's comfortable as a burner when they catch the ball and then immediately change their angle and then they're kind of just like watching you as they're running by you. He was, wow. I didn't see that coming. And we did like the Baltimore beatdown board predictions and I said, Hollywood Brown catches a screen pass and uh, takes it to the end zone and Lamar and him celebrate, blah, blah, blah. Did not see two scores, 83-yard catch. Like, what's That was, wow. And perfectly placed over top. Like, it was nothing. And just so many questions answered in week one, regardless of who they were playing. It was awesome. We haven't even really talked about the defense that much, and they were...
1: Before we get there, what did you think of uh, Justice Hill's involvement?
0: I liked it. I liked what I saw. He's patient. Um, He looked a little awkward in special teams, returning kicks. So, I don't know. I don't know about that one right now. Um, But... I liked what I saw from him. I liked that they were getting him in space. And I think that against the defense, that's giving them a little bit more of a fit. He's a player that you can have swing out of the flat. If a team is running tight press coverage or something, and he's a mismatch to toss him a little quick little flat or out route and make somebody miss, get seven yards, 15 yards, six yards, whatever. So I was excited that he got some good run today um
1: they had three yeah. running backs that they were getting heavily involved in like a good way
0: yeah early and often too in the first drive it was 50 yards mark ingram then like 15 yards gus edwards then like another 15 yards justice hill and then they went back to mark ingram and he pounded it in, in yeah. the first opening drive
1: yeah they all played their roles in the way that we were expecting to i think gus looked really good as like a chunker he wasn't obviously ripping off the big plays like ingram was but he looked good in his kind of battering ram role. He had Hill as kind of your perimeter guy, um, looking good as well, and obviously Ingram. So encouraging play from the running backs, to say the least.
0: So the Ravens ran the ball forty-six times for two hundred and sixty-five yards. I did not even think about how much they ran. I guess sixty of that.
1: And the quarterback and threw five touchdown passes in over three hundred yards.
0: Yeah, they That's ran for sick. sixty-five. Not even mentioning that there was six total touchdown passes. But yeah, so the backs ran for just under 200 yards when you factor in RG3, Lamar, and Levine. Uh, Mark Ingram had 14 carries, a buck seven, two touchdowns. Gus Edwards was 17 for 56. Gus was doing a lot of sloppy work, but he was doing well. He was getting difficult, you know, two yards in a cloud of dust. Um, Then Hill was seven for 27. So. It was an impressive day for that group. I mean, the Ravens were trying to milk the clock. Eventually, um, the switching over to defense. Actually, nope. One last final note, dude. Project Pat caught a touchdown. That
1: yeah, your boy. Day. I was going to bring that up.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. I was ecstatic. The funniest part about that was that Andrews was also wide open, running to the corner of the end zone, just like a little behind him. So it was like, basically. If you overthrew Ricard, it would have been a touchdown still.
1: He was the layup, though, right? He was just kind of right there.
0: Yeah. Um, then moving on to defense, the number one thing that stood out to me defensively was they didn't have a ton of sacks. They got home a little bit. Ryan Fitzpatrick was getting assaulted. Yeah, I felt bad maybe. for him. He was getting he was getting cracked, like absolutely smoked. Um, let's see, quarterback hit.
1: You know who lines. looked really good. Judon.
0: Judon was a dog.
1: I think he was one of my pick to click guys.
0: He was your pick to click. Good, you 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 clicked big time this week.
1: But yeah, he had yeah. that massive hit on I think Drake or Balage, one of the two. Um, I
0: think it was drake in the backfield like a, was it on a swing pass
1: yeah it was like a swing pass like five yards behind the line of scrimmage and he cracked him i thought it was earl thomas he hit him so hard moving so fast and then i was like holy crap that was judon that's amazing and then he i think he had he only had one sack maybe but he definitely had at least one um but yeah i thought so he looked really good
0: looking at looking at quarterback hits peanut had two judon had two and a sack both of those guys had sacks so i'm sorry Owasso had a sack two quarterback hits Judon had sack, two quarterback hits. McPhee, two quarterback hits. Kenny Young, two quarterback hits. Ty Bowser had a quarterback hit. Anthony Levine had a quarterback hit. Pat Card had a quarterback hit. Chris Wormley had a quarterback hit. The Ravens had 12 QB hits and three sacks. Ugly, ugly, ugly. I felt so bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was getting annihilated in the pocket, and he was running for his life.
1: Yeah, it was not good. They threw Rosen in there at a certain point after... Uh... The slaughter had pretty much all but taken place. He did not look very good through an interception to Marlon Humphrey. So he had one of the few interceptions on the day.
0: Yeah, Marlon had a great interception. That was a great play on the ball. Um, the Ravens at corners. The Dolphins seemed like they were running a lot of comebacks and routes that were like hitches where they were trying to come back towards the ball. And the Ravens were just breaking on them. They had seven pass deflections, which is a lot. Uh, two interceptions then the Ravens had six tackle for losses and the Dolphins only had one um so the Ravens only had one negative play the entire day just an absolute waxing
1: yep definitely um I mean yeah everyone got involved though like literally everyone you're just talking about Project Pat having a quarterback hit he had a touchdown catch too which is pretty wild you had all those guys getting QB hits. You had the safeties getting in the mix. I think Jefferson had a couple nice hits. Uh, just an all around, all around team effort, and it shows on the scoreboard. Um, Lamar Jackson passing touchdown over under sixteen and a half. You think he's going to hit the over?
0: Uh, you think?
1: <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. <laughs> I, just, I just had to throw that out there. Like I thought that number was ridiculous before this game. He has five now.
0: Yeah, that's uh, if you took the over on that one, you're sitting pretty, even if he misses a couple games. Knock on wood. um, You're good. And, dude, he's going to get injured if he keeps running like this, right? Yeah, I know. He was
1: really just reckless out there today.
0: Can't sustain, not sustainable.
1: No, but in all seriousness, I think we needed to start having the conversation. Is he not mobile enough? I mean, he looked like a statue back there in the pocket. He wasn't moving around. He couldn't get away from the rush. It was just a little concerning, in my opinion.
0: I'm just worried about what's going to happen when he has to move. Like, you can't just win from the pocket. It's... You're going to have to move.
1: It's the same thing as Flacco. He just, you know, he couldn't, you know, move around, and I am just, ha- I was having flashbacks. He was just sitting in the pocket. Lamar's
0: basically Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. If you can get pressure on him, he's done. He's yep. a statue back there.
1: Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown totals over under six.
0: I'm going over i think he's gonna start punching it in, in the red zone yeah i once agree he... this game to me was just lamar saying like i'm i've been raging inside a fire has been spawned inside of me of all this backlash and doubt and criticism and what i can't do
1: literally saying it too. the not bad for a running back comment was cold as ice
0: he's been planning this exact thing.
1: Well, he's been, he's been commenting it on like Instagram and stuff too. So you knew it was probably coming in some form or another, but to hear him say it is pretty awesome.
0: But so him and Hollywood are like, I'll tell you what, bro, we're going to go down right outside Broward County into Dade County, right? Where we're from, I'm going to throw a bomb to you. And then the press game conference, after I throw four or five touchdowns, I'm going to say yeah, not bad for a running back, right? Like, are you kidding me? This it's ridiculous. It's it
1: disrespectful. Ridiculous. Mark Ingram rushing touchdown totals over under seven.
0: Over easy. That's easy. Yeah. I'm going 11.
1: I agree. Mark Ingram rushing title, which is most regular season yards, is plus 5,000. What do you have? 100 today?
0: 107, yep. 7.6 a, a click.
1: Yeah, I, I'd probably say low confidence on that. Lamar Jackson MVP plus 6,500.
0: That's a bet I am willing to take. Absolutely. Put a hundy on that. You are taking in your yearly salary. If not, you don't need to be betting anyway.
1: Team props on futures uh, over under win total is 8.5. My opinion doesn't really change on that. I think they do slightly over.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking 10 or 11 still.
1: Most defensive interceptions they had two today uh, in the regular season is plus 1,000. Um, that's a tough one.
0: I'm. I mean,
1: that's. T-
0: yeah. Like whatever. No comment on that one. That's just difficult to project.
1: This ties interceptions
0: in. Interceptions a lot. A lot are just like luck. Like Fluky. A lot, yeah. A lot of tip. Tip falls. Someone just throwing you the ball, not dropping them when you need to. I've, I saw a crazy amount of dropped interceptions today around the league. But yeah.
1: Yeah um AFC North champions at plus 280 that's kind of the same thing as the win total it doesn't really change for me I probably well it kind of does change for me because I don't know I had Cleveland winning it and they looked really bad today just throwing that out there the Cleveland Browns looked really bad today in their first game uh against the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota in their home stadium after uh this offseason that they had they looked really bad but just saying I'm gonna
0: roll through a couple predictions like around the league that I have been right and wrong on so I'm gonna blow smoke up my ass and then like push it back out I've made a. told told you guys about the fair shake football I've been doing. I've been doing their video content, doing, like, 90-second to, like, two-and-a-half-minute, just little, like, game previews on a key matchup that I like that's going to affect the game. And for the Browns-Titans, mine was Marcus Mariota throwing the long ball and basically just, like, having a high yard per average and intended air yardage, meaning he's pushing the ball downfield like he did his rookie year. And I said he only trusted Corey Davis last year. It, they got A.J. Brown. They got Adam Humphreys. Delaney Walker is back. If Mariota airs the ball out, I like the Titans. And the dude who owns Fair Shake Football is like, seriously? Like, no. And I was like, mm, okay, well, I do like the Titans. I think they have a, at least a good shot. I didn't say they were going to win, and but whatever. Um, Terry McLaurin was money today. That's been my boy all offseason. I wrote articles saying that I wanted the Ravens to draft him, that he's great, he's a burner. I wrote in F- Pro Football Guru. My number one lashing of the day was um, Falcons. I thought the Falcons were going to put up a way better fight than they did. Vikings are legit this year with the inside zone. They got the Gary Kubiak, uh, Dalvin Cook, Cousins Connection. Their defense was cooking. Um, So I'm not done on the Falcons yet, but that was my one big swing and miss of the day. I think I had the Vikings
1: in that one, but I did not think it was going to be the ass-whooping that it was.
0: It was a— Smackdown, dude. That was ugly, 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 ugly to watch. Uh, but, yeah, that was two two rights and a wrong for me around the NFL. What was your – around the NFL, what else, what else? What caught your eye today, Jake?
1: Nick Foles out, uh, out for pretty much what looks like maybe even half the year with a clavicle. That sucks because I thought the Jags were maybe a little bit of a sleeper with him at QB there. Chiefs rolled. They looked really good, though it was a competitive game when Foles was in. But Gardner Minshew came in. You may remember him yeah. as the uh, guy that – uh, peanut owasso rocked into the next uh, universe kenny young, kenny, young. kenny young rocked into the uh, next galaxy um, but he looked pretty good so it'll be interesting to see with the jags because that afc south is pretty wide open after the luck retirement on that same note jacoby Brissett serviceable in la um, he managed to get the colts to overtime after i think it was a clutch late drive after malik hooker had quite an interception on philip rivers that was sick we were just watching the... Yes, that,
0: that pick was crazy. That
1: was gnarly. That was like some Ed Reed-type stuff right there. Um, yes. So Hooker living up to maybe his pre-draft stuff a little bit there when some people were maybe, maybe concerned. Um, Cardinals-Lions was pretty fun, ended in a tie. Kyler Murray looked really good in the second half, maybe not so much in the first, but he turned it on. Looked pretty clutch, had a nice throw to Larry Fitzgerald. He's
0: a star, man. I think Kyler Murray's a star.
1: Yeah, go ahead. I saw
0: today. Talk on I, it. I think he's a star. He's accurate everything that he showed in college translated and he has a dog shit offensive line and still was making plays. Like if I had to pick one quarterback, like one young rookie quarterback, whatever general statement to bring in and have a horrible offensive line and still make plays, I'm taking him. He is deadly on the run. Like I really, 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 really like him. He's pretty, Pretty of the same cut as Patrick Mahomes in my eyes. Um, the Chiefs are a, had a way better roster last year, way better line, better weapons. I mean, Patrick Peterson is out, and uh, Alford, Robert Alford's out defensively for the Cardinals. They're d- doing some new stuff, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the matchup next week. Um, then for me, the Jets Bills game was wild. 16 nothing. That was and- a
1: fun one, yeah. Seven-
0: 17 on answer.
1: CJ Mosley um, with a pick 6. He's kind of all over the place out there and then he gets hurt. So that sucks.
0: Did he have two picks?
1: No. I think I think he only had the maybe I'm wrong. I think I think he might have had like a fumble recovery or something as well. Just,
0: I don't know what happened. I didn't see the whole game. My boy was like saying like oh my god, CJ Mosley again.
1: He was beasting it. Yeah, I think I don't know. He apparently he was all over the place. My buddy's like a Jets fan. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think uh yeah, he looked really good. Um maybe not 17 Bang. and a half mill a uh, year worth good but he did look very very good for the jets so good for him
0: yeah of course i mean he's a good backer we all know that just 17 mil is steep, whatever um number one thing that i am caught kind of, was kind of sweating for no reason so a few people have been like hey man i'm doing a survivor pool who should i take and like i'm a ravens fan and i cover the ravens so like i don't want to say ravens because i just don't want to sound like an idiot i don't know i just don't want to say ravens i want to show like i know other stuff so I was like, Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. Bengals have to travel out west. Um, I really like the Hawks this year. I'm not high on the Bengals. They gave the Seahawks yeah, a scare Risky John Ross.
1: How about little Andy Dalton out there throwing some dimes to John Ross?
0: John Ross looks like he is fully healthy, and like his uh, junior year at Washington, oh, my gosh, he was everywhere. And they gave the Seahawks a scare. That was a really fun game um yeah
1: good for them dude i you know i've been talking all offseason about how kind of annoyed i am with the Bengals front office Mm -hmm. and their ownership um but yeah it's good to see like a team like that that's essentially in tank mode kind of like the dolphins that actually put up a fight
0: No, they have like serious playmakers
1: they do yeah They, they still have talent but it seems like they were kind of shutting it down for the year a little bit and uh good enough for their fan base i guess that's maybe not the case maybe that's not good because they might be still hitched to andy dalton after this year but you never know
0: I mean, Dalton is just like, he reminds me of Flacco in ways, not in the playoffs, but when, when he's getting the ball out quick and when he's on, he's so, so, so good.
1: Yeah, in the right First, situation, he's fine, but I think it's uh, maybe time for them to consider another option, but go ahead.
0: I think he'll, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I think when they play teams that are a little bit hotter, they might steamroll them, but if Zach Taylor's running an efficient offense, I don't hate Andy Dalton. My dud of the day game that was just like uh, 49ers, box. That one wasn't too fun to watch.
1: Talk about two teams that should not be on a field on NFL field.
0: Yeah, that was like slop fest. I think both does Jimmy G
1: actually... does Jimmy G stink? Have we talked about this?
0: I don't think he stinks. I just don't think he's like good. Like I I've said it's the worst contract in, in all of football history, which Yeah, it's not really... good. Albert Haynesworth. Well, I said I said that on Twitter and all the 49ers fans were like Oh well, they have a free out after this year, like blah, blah. I'm like, all right, that's three years into the deal, and he'll have won like if you're cutting him, that means he's won less than like probably eight games total as a forty nine er, like ten games total as a forty nine er. He's a hundred and twenty million dollar quarterback. There's a, there's like,
1: a, like always an out in those contracts, but that they still committed to the guy, yeah, and exactly. people were still blowing him after six starts, like you know
0: exactly. And that means that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, everyone was like, oh my god, they got five years if they are part ways with Jimmy G after this year, and this is stupid because they are 1-0 right now, and for all we know, could go 10-6-something, and but if they do end up parting ways, that means that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are in year 4 out of 5 with no Jimmy G, no winning seasons, no playoff records. They had the longest leash in the world for such a young head coach and first-time GM and chewed right through it. So, I don't know. We'll see what the 49ers do. He makes some bonehead throws. He reminds me of, like, uh, like... Nick Foles, honestly, like
1: interesting, he just
0: makes some bonehead throws sometimes like he has arm talent and can play well, but he's just not like, he's not going to elevate the 49ers. He's, he can make the throws. He's not going to take them and make them better. I'm pretty sure Tevin Coleman had a pretty serious injury injury.
1: Yeah, he um, did. As well.
0: So they're down McKinnon and Coleman. Suddenly Matt Breida is uh, a fantasy stud. So go grab him in your leagues if he's available for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the full slate right now. What do we got in the Steelers game? What is it? Ten nothing. Ten nothing.
1: Pats. Yep. Yeah, up in up in old Foxborough.
0: So it is entirely entirely possible that the Ravens wake up on Monday morning, the only team with a win under their belt. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but it's better than being on the other end of the other end of the stick.
1: Yeah. So, so quick whip around the AFC North. You yeah, have the Bengals lose a nail biter to the Seahawks. You have the Steelers playing against New England right now, and the Browns put up. Uh, just to reiterate, a really terrible effort against a kind of milk toast Titans team with Marcus Mariota at quarterback, who is not good at quarterback. And That's they not, did that at home, am, and they lost uh, I 40.
0: That. I am a Marcus Mariota ap- apologist. I believe in Marcus Mariota, for the record.
1: Okay, Marcus Mariota, who does not have a good resume at quarterback and could not stay healthy. Uh, the Browns lost to him and the Tennessee Titans. What was the final score?
0: 43-13.
1: And this was after an offseason in which they acquired Olivier Vernon, Odell Beckham, uh, Baker Mayfield was supposed to be the next John Elway. Um, yeah. I'll I mean, ju-
0: he, still could, he still could be, but <laughs> let's just put it this way. they fo- Everyone's focused on Vernon and Odell Beckham. Who did they lose? Kevin Zeitler to the Giants, who is a premier guard in the NFL. And Baker Mayfield, I'm looking at their stats now, was sacked five times for 41 yards, had a 27 QBR, 64 rating. And the Titans had five sacks and seven quarterback hits. So he was getting assaulted. Cameron Wake on the Titans is an under I mean, he had two and a half sacks. He was blowing them up. Um Miles Garrett all sex basically hit, so he was like right spot. I don't think Nick Chubb did anything, which does not surprise me. Uh,
1: yeah, they they very well might be fine. I'm just having a little fun. Like it was a long off season, a lot of Lamar hatred, a lot of uh Baker uh stroking, so after one week, it's after one week, it's looking pretty good for our side, but they may very well also be very good, and Baker Mayfield may still be a good quarterback. But I just want to have my fun while I can right now.
0: Oh, absolutely, do it, do it up, brother. But yeah, they uh, don't have a great offensive line from the looks of it. I mean, maybe the Titans are a contender because everyone forgets they were nine and seven. They were playing against Indy in week seventeen, and Indy was a very good team. Um, that ended up in the divisional round when, after winning a playoff game, then the Titans easily could have been in the playoffs. Made some nice additions. A.J. Brown looked apart. So, Titans, maybe. Titans, maybe? Eh? Uh,
1: I'm just, you believe in Mariota, and I probably don't at this point, so I, my answer would be no, but I do like their roster.
0: I like Mariota. He is extremely accurate with the deep ball. Um, he got hit on... I think like the second most amount of snaps behind Watson last year got beat up. He's healthy and his every year, his yards per attempt and his intended area yards have gone down. He's had no weapons. He finally has AJ Brown, Corey Davis, Humphreys and Delaney Walker with two good running backs. And they didn't even have Taylor Lewan today. And he's, I mean, he's a, I believe two time pro bowl left tackle. So Titans.
1: Yeah. I hope he figures it out. He's, he's a good guy. I liked him a lot at Oregon, but it's, I have not been impressed so far.
0: That's, that'll be my one takeaway outside of the Ravens from today. It is not the Browns. It is not anything else. It is that the Titans are a good team, and watch out for the Titans.
1: Fair enough. Anything else we want to uh, cover here?
0: Lamar Jackson for president. Um, good show that I'm missing. About to watch tonight, if you have not watched, HBO has been doing. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on the name. Danny McBride, what is it?
1: Uh, Righteous Gemstones.
0: Righteous Gemstones is so funny looking to cool down, you know, monday night getting a little fed up with the football, probably impossible in on week 1, but go watch the righteous gemstones.
1: It is awesome. I'm catching that's back up me. on succession too. I was with it last year. I fell off right before the end and then Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know. I'm getting back into it. So that's a good show as well and it's still airing.
0: Yeah, I've heard good things. Should I watch? I'll I'll, I'll give it a try.
1: Yeah, it's worth it.
0: Sweet. Anything else? Anything else in the world of Jake Luke going on?
1: Um, Work this week. That's not going to be fun. Um, other than that, no, not really. Want to know?
0: Well, um, this week I'm going to be making my eyes bleed. I need to get myself some blue light lenses. I'm going to be crushing film content, film review. I'm thinking I'm going to do offense um, quickly. I'll probably have an article on Baltimore Beatdown Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, probably Tuesday morning. Uh, defense probably Wednesday, and then I'll have a preview of the Cardinals and what I saw from Kyler Murray on Friday. I'm doing film room Fridays, I'm going to preview the Ravens' next opponent, basically how the Ravens can lose, um, where the Ravens need to win, one key matchup position group-wise. Um, so that's that's going to be coming from me. Podcast, we will get into it film review-wise as well to have some good stuff supportive-wise, and then we will preview the Cardinals uh, probably try to have someone from the Cardinals writing world or SB Nation um, Cardinals page on the pod on our Thursday episode. Yeah, sure. That's what we'll try and do for you guys. Oh, if you have not listened to Jake's interview with Brandon Lang, it is awesome. <laughs>
1: very, yeah, very good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Like He's a bonus? Go ahead. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. It's kind of like you were just saying uh, after I rudely cut you off there that it was a little bit of a bonus episode. We got uh, um put in talks with Brandon, who's a longtime sports handicapper. He had a movie made about his life called Two for the Money, in which he's played by Matthew McConaughey. So I did, of course, broach the subject of who was the better looking one, him or Matthew McConaughey. Uh, go listen to find out his answer. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. He's an electric personality, he gives a look into the world of sports handicapping. And uh, with the NFL season coming up, that's kind of their bread and butter. So uh, he was fun to talk to. It's about 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, it's a fun listen. So go check that out.
0: Yeah, that one kind of just like snuck in. It was just like a bonus episode. But go listen later this week, like when you're commuting or something and want like a break from football. Hilarious. Very good interview. You did a great job, Jake. That was a lot of fun.
1: Thanks, buddy. And he did love the Ravens to cover six and a half. So he was right about that.
0: <laughs> so did I. I won a lot of money today. So I'm, as you said, I'm jubilant. Shout out to you. Shout out to me. I'm being Spencer on Sunday, September 8th, was freaking sick. Being Jake was too couple White Claws, couple shots of Tito's, couple...
1: Well, okay, so belly. the White Claw situation, not so good, because there is a little bit of a shortage going on right now, and my local liquor store uh, had a 12-pack of pure White Claw, which I haven't tried yet, but I'm assuming it's not as good as the flavored one, so I didn't get it. Um, not as
0: fun. Even if it's, like, okay to drink, it's not as fun as the flavored one.
1: Yeah, it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, what, how are we short? What, what's going on?
0: Are they trying to pull, like, a KFC spicy chicken situation? Like They
1: probably, yeah, some kind of, like, marketing it'll crap. It'll be back soon. It'll be back real soon, we promise. <laughs> yeah, so I got some Bud Light Platinums, played a quick round of golf on Saturday, so that was a ton of fun, um, but it would have been better with Klaus.
0: Hell yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, that about does it for me. We're going to be pumping out content. Stay with us. We'll probably be doing a couple episodes. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, so check out our YouTube page, Baltimore Beat Town. Check out the Instagram. Uh, what is the handle?
0: Baltimore underscore beatdown.
1: You can follow the show on Twitter at podcast beatdown. You can follow me at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. You can follow Spencer Ware.
0: Ravens for Dummies.
1: Ravens for Dummies. That is a number four, not F O R. You can follow the uh, site's Twitter page at be more beatdown. And as always, check out baltimorebeatdown.com. Um, I guess that's all we got. It was a fun week one. We'll see you guys in a couple of days when we are previewing the Cardinals game. Thanks for listening, as always, and we are out. See ya. Peace. You see, I, don't, I ain't no big sack, man. I don't like sacks, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, sacks take me out of my game. Yeah, I like running people down. I like the like to touchdowns. Busting up and streets. You like You in the gutter. You yeah, the, I like that. You in the gutter. I like and the body. that grass. <laughs> 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 he, he like the trick
0: work.
1: That boy like to get down. <laughs> like down get and dirty. I like busting up screens. Yeah. <laughs> I just like hitting quarterbacks. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's my plan. That's a nice... I grab a Back. <laughs> <Slam me back. laughs> and I bang, bang, bang all day <laughs> <laughs>